Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone on the line who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Great to hear your sound. Happy Thursday to you. Thank you. Has anyone else joined who'd like to say good morning? Hi, good morning. It's Kemper. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Kemper. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the call. It's Friday Eve. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Good morning, Prosperous. Miss B. Good morning, Tarina. Happy Thursday. Is there anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Mrs. Danielle. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Danielle. Happy Thursday. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Welcome to the call. Thanks. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, you too. Is there anyone good, else on the call? Good morning, Pam. It's Diane. Happy good Thursday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday. Love you. Going on mute. Love you too. Good morning. It's Liberty. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Liberty. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Same to you. God bless you. God bless you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Does anyone else join who'd like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, Prosperous. This is Jubilant. Good morning, Jubilant. Good morning. Happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning, Prosperous. It's Moxie. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Happy Thursday, Moxie. So awesome to hear your sound. And I love when you say we, we're on the wake up list this morning. Oh, yes. 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 Hey, yes. when you just said what you said, I thought I was like, and we're closed in our right mind. You know, mm. thank you, God. Mm. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for for joining us, Moxie. Oh, yes. Has anyone else joined the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. That's Freddie Patrice. 
Good morning, pretty. Good morning. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Just so thankful this morning. Praise God. All right, I'm going on mute. Have a beautiful day, Claire Victory. Thank you, pretty. You as well. Good morning. Is anyone else joining who'd like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining who'd like to say good morning? Okay, well, it is now time to get started with the call. So as um, we'll get moving with the hosting, so before we move forward, we ask everyone on the call to please mute your line so we can proceed. Hello, my name is Prosperous Pam and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to stay tuned in the month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled Deliverance. This month's declarations will focus on how Christ is our deliverer and how he transforms our lives and gives us the ability to live victorious lives. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The call takes place 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here by dialing the same number tonight. The prayer request submitted on the app, let me pull this up. I should have had this ready beforehand, I apologize. I apologize. Um, okay, so there there are no prayer requests submitted on the app, and no pro- spoken prayer requests. Um, just praying that the Lord blesses each and every person um, on the call this morning. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right in to closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat that prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Proverbs 21:31. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. 
Break every chain. Lord, take the shackles off our minds, Lord. Defeated thoughts that tell us we're not good enough, that we have no value. Lies that people have have spoke over us, Father God. Break them up. Tear them down. The things we say to ourselves, Lord. Tear them down. Break every chain. Those word curses, Lord. Break every chain. The words that come out of our own mouth, Lord. Break every chain, Lord. From the abuse that we've suffered, Lord, we now abuse others, Lord. With our mouths, break every chain, Lord. Change our thought pattern, Lord. Give us a mind after yours. You say, he, you know, you will keep us in perfect peace whose mind stayed upon you. Because we trust you, Lord. Tell us to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. And in all thy ways acknowledge you and you will direct our path. Break every chain, Lord, because sometimes we want to do it our way, Lord, because we, we lack the trust in you, Lord. For, forgive us, Lord, for, for not trusting you, for not believing in you, Lord. For our lack of faith in you, Father God, forgive us. Heal our hearts, Lord. Heal our wounded spirit, Lord. Break every chain. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let us step in that water of faith, Lord, and be thou healed, oh, my soul. Be thou healed, oh, my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, most kind, Heavenly Father. There are burdens, Lord. Tell us to cast them at your feet, Lord. Lord, you, everything that we're going through, Lord, you, you took it on the cross with you, Lord. And you told us when we left to pick up joy, pick up peace, pick up long-suffering, pick up gentleness and kindness, Lord. These are the things, Lord, that we are to bear. These are the things that should be our burden, Lord. Father God, some of us can't do it ourselves, Lord. We need your help. Thank you that we can call upon you, Lord, in a time of need, because you're a very present help in time of trouble. We need you, Lord. Some of us can't even speak. Some of us can't even, even come to mind to think, Lord, or even see freedom, Lord. Freedom! 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 Oh, freedom! Thank you for the liberation. Freedom. Thank you, Lord, for healed my freedom. Freedom. Freedom, Lord, hallelujah. Break every chain. Break every chain. The way we think, Lord. The way we move through this life, Lord. Break every chain, Lord. Some of us are timid, Lord. Some of us are so afraid, Lord, to speak up and speak out. Break the chain. Break the chain. Break the chain. Break the chain. Let me not see you out too soon, my little pizza. That's the yeah, yeah, that's the more good than my tea. It's also more your secret. 
Thank you. 
everybody. This is Tanya, not Tanya. I thank God for the privilege to be here. As a matter of fact, let me give you my testimony. First of all, I want to thank God for another day. I want to thank him because I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with a mighty burning fire. Thank him. I give honor to God who is the head of my life and his son, Jesus, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. I glorify God today. I thank him because he kept me. I thank you because he's a mind regulator. Thank you because he's a heart fixer and all of that good stuff. I uh, was thinking about, well, first of all, I want to thank Prosperous. I'm going to be in San Jose this weekend too, sweetie. So I will text you. Um, I want to thank God for Prosperous and want to thank God for Juliet and what God is doing for her and for all of you being with us this morning. It is somebody, you know, you're pretty special. And I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. You're pretty special. And you, you, if you, if you take the time out to give God the first portion of your day and uh, doing that Monday through Friday. So you, uh, we want to give God praise for you and thank God for you being here. Um, thank God for the series this mo- this month. Um, I cannot believe that we are knocking at the door of June. Like it just stands. Um, it just seems like we were just in January, but here we are. 
And so um, the deliverance topic has been really, really helpful for me. Uh, I'm thankful for it. And I'm going to give you what the Lord has given me. I want to teach today without really telling a story. I want to talk about deliverance a little bit differently than, than because we've gotten lots of scriptures and lots of um, uh, praise reports from people who have done, uh, gone through deliverance and some people have done self-deliverance. And so um, we're really excited about that. Um, why is deliverance so important? So the objective of the redemption plan was to save, rescue, deliver humanity, that is you and I, from our sin nature. Babies are born into this world, um, and when they are, we, we teach them <clears throat> a plethora of things. We teach them how to hold their bottle, how to walk, how to talk, how to use the potty, zip and button their clothes, tie their shoes, ride a bike, be respectful. The difference between right and wrong, we spend the balance of our of our their their parenting years teaching them to be responsible and obedient. We we never have to teach them to sin because they arrive, we arrive pre-wired. Sin is deplorable to God. It's ugly, it's nasty, it's wicked, and every other adjective you can think of. Sin stinks. It, it has certain specific sins have a certain odor or a certain scent. In our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions, we know sin is ugly. We know it's stinky, et cetera. So we, so we cover it up with, with designer words like, I slipped. I fail instead of I sinned. I messed up and I feel horrible, guilty, and dirty, et cetera. Uh, somebody might put a nice label on, you know, uh, a thief and call them a booster instead. Or um, a liar, they'll say, well, they just stretched the truth. Or uh, somebody who is a, uh, they dabble in pharmaceuticals. I'm going to let you use that, put that, whatever, however you want to frame that. Um, Dr. Jim Halla, who is an author and a physician, asserts that man won't acknowledge the fact that sin, any and every sin, is an attack on God and his goodness and his godness. I'm, I'm going to say that again. Sin and every sin is an attack on God and his goodness and godness. But there's good news. The same God we attack consistently while fully submitted to sin is the same God who created a plan of salvation to catch this now, catch this, deliver us. Same God who we attack. The plan of delivery relies on the Son of God, you know, the, the one we attack consistently while fully submitted to sin, to become a living sacrifice when he finished the redemptive work on the cross to, guess what, deliver us. Oxford's definition of uh, redemption is the action of saving or being saved from sin, 
error or evil. The action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. Hmm. Clearing the debt to, um, so once a person accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior by submitting their will to his, they are set free. They are delivered from sin and the effects of sin or the consequences of sin. The primary consequence of sin is, you guessed it, death. That's the primary consequence of sin. But Jesus came to deliver us from that. According to scripture, change takes place instantly. When we, when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, I mean, instantaneously, it's a miracle that the old man, the old nature, that is, is cleansed and forgiven. It's replaced with a new nature, the God nature. Second Corinthians 5.17 is very familiar to us. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new, behold, the new has come. Why then do we need deliverance, though? Because if I'm saved and I'm a new creature, I'm a new creation, and I know we've covered this throughout the month, I'm just going to go a little different and maybe a little deeper um, because it's a, it's a question that I had to ask, I had to ask myself. Why then do we need deliverance if Jesus has saved us, if Jesus has cleansed us, if Jesus has forgiven us of all our sins and the consequences of sin? I got to tell you, I didn't really get it, not fully, until I started to do some digging. Because you got, so, so here's me. This is my story. I grew up in the church. And so a lot of the things that I learned, I learned based upon what I heard, not necessarily what I had to go in and dig for myself and own it for myself, um, um, find the truth in it for me. Okay. So at any rate, um, Matthew 13 three through nine, and um, I'm going to paraphrase it, but I took, uh, I used the NIV version, if you're going along with me, and I'm, I don't have time to go to really, really unpack this, so I'm going to give you some highlights of those verses. So it's the story or the parable about a farmer who um, scatters seed, and when he scatters the seed, so there's a difference. I'm not a farmer, but like I do understand this basic thing. When you scatter seed, you're kind of just like throwing it as opposed to planting it. You're very specific about where you're planting and dropping the seed in the soil. That's my definition. If there's an agrarian on the line and during Love, Life, and Victory, you want to give us a little bit more detail about planting, you can for a few minutes. But at any way, in my sanctified imagination, that's how I see it. So some of the seed when he was the farmer was was scattering the seed, some of it fell on the path, you know, and the birds came along and they ate it up. This is a metaphor. I want you I hope you catch this. Some of it fell on rocky places with, with little soil. So it grew up really fast, but it was shallow. So when the sun came out and it got really bright, it scorched the the, the shallow plant that grew um, because it had no root. It had no root. 
other seed fell among thorns, and when it grew up, it was choked by the plants. It got choked. But then some of the seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, and it was 160 or 30 times what was planted. So this parable really is a metaphor for some of our lives. Um, life happens and we open ourselves up to stuff, especially if the seed that we got, you know, it was taken away as soon as we got it. Like somebody came along and they told us, oh, there ain't nothing to that. And then we just put down what we got and we went on about our way and we never looked back. Or um, some of us, you know, got the, we got the seed, but it was, it was planted in, 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 um, the soil was still really, really rocky. Like we still had a lot of stuff going on in our life and the soil, the seed could not, I, I said the soil, I meant the seed. The seed could not take root because we had so much going on in our life that, and we weren't really, really willing to give up certain things. So we got some of the word, but it couldn't take root. And man, those things came along and we found ourselves fighting that sin again or giving in. Then there was the, the those of us who, at anyway, you get the picture, right? The metaphor of what I was talking about. So life happens and we open ourselves back up to stuff, right? Um, and so it's not that the redemptive plan is faulty. The redemptive plan is fail-proof. The challenge is the old nature. The challenge is the doubt. The old nature that creeps in, for example, the seed of frustration, lust, offense, et cetera, is presented and um, we choose to nurture it. We meditate on it. We imagine that we imagine that thing or that seed that is planted. We begin to imagine what it would be like to be this way or that. And before we know it, we're talking about it. We're making excuses for it. And bam. We're stuck. I mean, and it's a thing and we're stuck. This example is like 99% of the self-inflicted battles that we are fighting. Because again, it starts off as a seed. And let's just, or, or in, in, in modern times, it starts off as a thought. But there's an alternative to nurturing the thought. There's an alternative to allowing that thing to grow and to fester and to become a thing. When the thought comes, we can cast it down. When the thought comes, we can pluck it up. We can refuse to think about it. We can change the channel. We can change the station. We could just say, no, listen, I'm telling you, today, right now, today, when a thought comes, I'll be like, nope, I'm not thinking about that. Go away. Nope, nope. And I think about something else or I, or I think about a scripture um, to counter that particular thought. That's what I do right now today. Um, let me give you another scripture. Oh, I guess I should have written down where it is. I think it's 2 Corinthians 10, 3. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Second Corinthians ten and again the, the this time though I'm I'm using the, the um the King James Version because I like the the language. So it says 
the, the text says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Did you get that? So there's a role that we play in our deliverance. Um, we can cut the thing off before it even takes root, the thing, the thought. We can cut it off. Even if the thought has started to grow, we can still cut it off. How do we cut it off? By recognizing, number one, we walk in the flesh, you guys. We are human beings. We will have thoughts. Things will happen. We are at war. And sometimes, many of the times, we are at war with our flesh. That's what this scripture is telling us. We are at war with our flesh. And so what we have to do is we got to recognize that the weapons of our warfare, though, what we use to fight this flesh, what we use to fight the thoughts that pop up in our mind, the thoughts that come from out of nowhere, just stupid thoughts about when we were teenagers and dumb stuff we did or thoughts that, I guess I shouldn't call them stupid thoughts, but I call, that's what I call my thoughts. Like, what in the world are you thinking about this for? That was 25 years ago. This is, you a grown woman now. You know, you were a kid then. Why, why are you, that's the enemy. It's just like, remember I used the analogy of him taking a, of, of uh, the bad little boys at, in elementary school when I was going to school. I shouldn't call them bad. Maybe they were just being mischievous. They were bored. They would get that old um, cruddy paper towels, wet it, and throw it up on the ceiling, <laughs> trying to get it to stick. And sometimes it would stick. And so you you ever walk in the bathroom, you look up in the bathroom. Do you remember that? Walk up and you look in it, and it dried. It would dry it and would hold. That's what the enemy tries to do to us. He will get these old thoughts of things that are come, that come from our past that we've been forgiven of, things we hadn't thought of in years. And he'll try to get you to focus on that. And so he'll try to get you to be distracted from what it is that you're doing. And if we're not careful, we'll start to go down memory lane about this and that, maybe a song triggered a thought or an outfit that somebody was wearing or whatever. Right, and so he'll try to distract us from purpose, so that we'll start to think about that thing. And before you know it, it's like being on Facebook. An hour, an hour and a half has passed, and and we have thought about what we should have done. What we, what if 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 I had, if I could do it all over again, and the shoulda, coulda, woulda. And before you know it, a pity party has started, and we're like, where, what is happening? But I'm telling you. If we cast down, this is the recipe. Number one, cast down those imaginations. In other words, throw them away. Get rid of them. And everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. If this thought is against the knowledge of God, cast it down. Bring it into captivity. Hey, you, thought. Get out of here. <laughs> hey. I'm not thinking about that. 
I'm forgiven. I'm the righteousness of God. That's not who I am today. Whatever it is, like stop it in its tracks. I command you to be subject to the obedience of Christ. <laughs> Satan, the Lord, review. Whatever it is that you have to do to command your thoughts, to be subject to the obedience of Christ, you can begin to worship. You can begin to praise God. Put on some gospel music. Put on some soaking music. Change the channel. Now, if you can think your way into something, surely you can think your way out of something. But Tanya, I'm not actively engaging in anything. I've fasted. I've prayed. I've studied. And nothing is changing. I don't even know what this is. I don't know what to do. Oh, sweetheart, let me tell you, you are at the right place at the right time. Because now you can call for backup. Now you can call on the helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's also called the paraclete. So let me do, let me, let me, let me, let me switch gears here. Let me give you a real life example of what you can do for that person who says, I don't even know what I'm fighting. Like I know that there's something, something is hindering me, but I don't know what it is. I'm going to use Yolandra sprays. I'm going to give you a deliver money. <laughs> the other day, just the other day, um, I think it was like maybe the 19th or so, uh, I was in worship. No, at, yeah, I think it was the 19th. I was in worship. And um, while I was in worship, I asked the Lord, as I often do, um, I, I will ask him, Lord, if there is anything that is in my heart that I'm not aware of, those something that might be stuck somewhere in a crevice or in a nook or in a cranny. Um, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth, the great revelator, please reveal it to me. And in this particular case, immediately, I mean instantaneously, the Lord reminded me of a dream that I had just about maybe, maybe it's been about two weeks now. He reminded me of this dream, and this dream was about Carl. And for some of you who don't know, Carl is my, um, my uh, deceased husband. Uh, he's been gone now for almost five years. Can you believe that? It'll be five years in December. But at any rate, he, I had this dream, and, and in this dream, um, uh, Carl fell asleep. We were at our house in Vallejo, and Carl fell asleep on the couch. And, and I knew he was tired, and I, I suggested to him, you know, why don't you just go on and go to bed? You're really, really tired. But in the meantime, I got a text or a call from Dion, and she needed something. <clears throat> And so she said, I'll come on by the house and get it. And so I went to go look for, um, I went to go look for the item, um, but I got sidetracked by Carl being on the couch and um, whatever. And so I'm still looking for the item and I know she, she's not that far from me. So I know she's going to be there any minute and I'm diligently looking, but I'm irritated now because I can't find the thing. It's not where I expected it to be. I don't, I don't, I personally don't lose things. There is a place for everything, and everything has a place. So I just don't lose stuff um, as a whole. So I go upstairs to, because I'm thinking maybe it's in my office or whatever, and I go in my office, and I'm probably giving TMI right now, but whatever. <clears throat> I go in my office, 
Carl's in my office. Not only is he in my office, but he brought some stuff with him. He, I guess he must have, maybe he took his shoes off. I don't really remember. He might have taken his shoes off and taken his jacket off. Like he's made himself comfortable in my office. And, you know, we had this agreement that in my office, you know, you have your office. You could put whatever you want in your office. You can have snacks in there. You can have dirty dishes in there. But this is my space in my office. So it it didn't make me angry. But I was like, why would you pass the bedroom to come to my office? And spread out and have all your stuff there. The longer, the, sh- the shorter the story is that um, I was like, yeah, you, you know, can you take your stuff out and can you go take your stuff with you and can you go to my office? But now I've missed the window for Dion because um, this distraction, this distraction has thrown me off. I came looking for something specific. I got distracted. I know she needs this particular thing. I think I grab it. And I run downstairs. I can't call her or text her. I'm sure she's probably called or text, but I don't have my phone with me. I get to the front window and I see her taking off. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, so I run out the house and I try to call her, but I can't get her. I go back in the house and I wake up and I'm like, Lord, what was that dream about? That, why would I? I mean, I'm not sad or like, it's, what, what is that? He clearly told me that you are blaming Carl. You have blame in your heart for your life as it is today. And I was like, really? And he said, yes, you need to be delivered from that. I was like, man, but I didn't even know, you know, like, man. And then I started to think about other things. That thought um, allowed me to open a door to other things that I realized I need to be delivered from. Comparison. There are like four women, is it four? I think it's four women who have lost their husbands and who are in different situations than I am in. And while I am not jealous at all, I am not envious at all, there's a part in my heart that I was comparing, Lord, you know, why did you allow them to have these certain things? Why is it that I'm in this state? When if Carl had have done X, Y, and Z, I would not be in this state. And so therein lies the blame. And therein lies the comparison. And I needed to be delivered from that, as well as frustration. And so immediately, I, 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 I prayed, I asked, I agreed um, with the fact that um, these were challenges in my life that I wasn't even aware of because they were hidden deep down, right? And so I came out of a great, I disagreed with those things. I disavowed those things and I renounced those things. And I asked God to forgive. I repented of those things and I thought I was done. But in worship, I hope you're following me, just in worship the other day, he brought this dream up and I write my dreams down in detail. I was able to find the dream and I was like, well, why are you bringing this dream to me? Because I know I came out of agreement. He said, but there's more. You blame me. Oh my God, it broke me. I was like, surely not. Oh no, but I know the voice of God. He said, you're blaming me for Carl's death. You're blaming me 
for your life, your current situation. It broke me. But I knew it was not enough for me to cry. I knew that I had to come out of agreement. I had to dis- I had to first repent and ask God to forgive me for blaming him. So um, put put a pin in that. There are, I believe, seven stages of grief. Um, there's there's anger, there is acceptance. I don't know them all. Um, there is blame, um, and I can't remember the others. But acceptance, I got to right away. And I talk about this in my book, Trading Grief for Grace. If you haven't gotten a copy, I encourage you to get it. It'll, if you especially if you're dealing with grace and I'm mean, excuse me, dealing with grief. And how appropriate for Dion to talk about grief yesterday, and we had that whole laughing. Session. Laughter is a representation of joy, and joy is what the, the Lord gave me, the word that he gave me during the major, major portions of my grief, joy, the word joy. And so um, at any rate, um, as we talked, now Dion and I did not plan this, but the Lord had already given me that I would share this delivery with you. <clears throat> and so going back to what I was saying, um the the stages of grief i i did not i do call, recall that i did not go through the blame stage because i got to acceptance so quickly that i was like well i'm not going to blame god for tell me god knows why he took him i don't fully understand it but i trust god even though i can't trace god now i'm still talking about deliverance here okay and so um, when the Lord, I was shocked when God said, you blame me, and then I began to search my heart. And as I searched my heart, I was like, oh, yes, there is blame there. God, forgive me. And oh, God, there is blame for that too. Because I felt like, God, you know, I've given you my life. I've sold out for you sacrificed so much for you. I've I've lived my life out loud and this is my outcome. Wow, really? And so that is why I knew I had to repent. Not that my life is so bad. You know, it's, it's, it's not. It's just not the way I pictured it. I had to grieve that too. Let it go. And I gotta be delivered from the way I think my life should be. I had to be lit, be delivered from what I think people think about the way my life is right now. Because their perception is not the truth. I had to be willing to be delivered from, or I could stay that way, and if I did, I would be stuck. I don't wanna be stuck, I don't have time for that. Um, Secondly, as long as I remained in blame, that is a weapon that the enemy can use against me as I'm believing God for bigger and greater things. He can hold that against me. And because I don't want to give the enemy any ammunition. See, deliverance is not just about you being free. It also has to do with your spiritual life and your ability to be able to obtain the promises that God has for us. 
Because as long as there are barriers um, and anything that we need to be delivered from is a barrier. Do you get that? If, uh, if we need to be delivered, me, I needed to be delivered from blame. I needed to be delivered from comparison. I needed to be delivered from my thoughts of how my life should be right now based on my mind and based upon what I see. No, I want what God has for me. No matter what it looks like to other people, the way that I go about that, he blesses me to get it. That has nothing to do with other people. This is about God and God being glorified. I, I hope you get what I'm saying to you because what I'm trying to get you to understand is God not only wants you to be delivered so that you can be set free, you can live a life in freedom where you're not bound by yokes and chains and all these other things as a consequence of sin. You need to, he wants you to be delivered so that he can get these promises to you. Because as long as you are, again, I know I'm repeating, but I really want you to get it, and then I'm going to be done. As long as you are in bondage, as long as you are in need of deliverance, there's only so much that you're going to be able to obtain because that thing is a barrier. And God wants you to be free from that so that he can get to you these promises that are waiting on you. Okay, so at the end of the day, the outcome was this. Once I recognized it, listen, this was random. I didn't even think that I had anything going on. Just like I randomly repent, Lord, if there's anything that I've done, if I've sinned, I ask you, I ask you to forgive me because I don't want to be in sin. I want to be found worthy doing your will. So this was a random prayer. Lord, if there is anything in my heart, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would reveal it to me. And he did. And once he did, I repented. And then I disavowed it, I renounced it, and I came out of agreement with it. My name is Tanya, not Tanya. That's my delivermony, and I agree with it. Listen, we're going to open the call up um, to allow you to be able to say good morning. Um, but first, we're going to uh, allow our men to say good morning, and after our men, we're going to allow any first-time callers, this is your very first time calling, or if you're a first-time speaker, you've never said good morning before, you've never, we've never heard your voice, we've never heard your sound, we're going to open the call up to you first so we can greet you. After that, we'll go into love, life, and victory. So are there any brothers on the call that want to say good morning? Yes. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Call. Good morning. I heard Cedric, and I believe that was Brother E. <laughs> uh, the E, right there. Uh, good morning, big sis. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, guys. Any other brothers want to say good morning? Good morning? All right. Any first-time callers? Someone invited you, or you saw the post? Uh, you saw a posting on. Facebook or however you heard about it. First time caller. 
No? All right. Any first-time speakers? You've been calling. You haven't, for whatever reason, said good morning or acknowledged your presence on the call, and you'd like to say good morning. All right, ladies. Let's go. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Great decoration. Thank you. Good morning, Mom. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. I heard a couple of other people. This is Juanita. Good morning. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Great declaration. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Mrs. Mary. Good morning, Mary. God bless you. Morning, Tan and Shell. I love you. I'll, I'll grab the hey, scripture Shana. for me if you want me to. <laughs> Feel free. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Big Sis. It's magnificent. Good morning, family. Wonderful hey, declaration. Thank you. Somebody is shuffling papers or moving something around. If you can mute your phone, please. Anybody else want to say good morning? All right. Good All morning, right. Well, Mrs. Danielle. Morning. Great declaration, Tanya. Good morning, Danielle. And I heard somebody else. Me, Mary. Hi, Tanya. Hey, me, Mary. <laughs> good morning, Tanya. It's Miss B. Awesome hey, declaration. Thank you. Good morning, it's Patsy. Hey, Patsy, how you doing? Good to hear you. All right, all right. All right then. Um, we're we're gonna transition into love, life, and victory. Is there a question? Or does someone may want to make a comment? Or does someone want to um, share a God moment that they had from the declaration? Hey, it's Krishanda. <laughs> uh, really quickly, um, I'm hearing the song, um, Every Day is a Day of Thanksgiving. Take the time to glorify the Lord. Take the time, you know, that old song. And was thinking about as you were in your praise and worship and seeking him, how he gave you the answers, how he um, gave you freedom, how he gave you deliverance as you were seeking him, as you were praising him. Um, so I'm so um, thankful for your declaration, so thankful for your seeking, for your freedom. God bless you. Thank you. That's what I, I've not heard that song. I'm going to have to see if I can find I'm it. I'm not going to sing it. Every day is a day of Thanksgiving. I'm not going to sing it, but that's the song. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you. I appreciate you. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Juanita. Um, I, um, I thank you for your declaration. Actually, um, I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about um, you asking God to show you 
you know, what was inside you that you wasn't aware of, you know. And I did that when me and um, Pretty Patrice went to the Deliverance movie. Mm-hmm. And when we saw mm-hmm. that movie, I was asking God to, you know, reveal to me what I had hidden that I wasn't aware of. And it is dealing with grief. It was my father when he passed away. There were a lot of things that happened. Um, I was living in Houston, and I moved back to Peoria, Illinois, where I'm from, and um, my father was ill at the time. And they had, um, the doctor had said that if he didn't get a trach, that he wouldn't make it. And my father didn't want a trach. He said no. My father was actually, you know, he was in his right mind. And so... I was at work because I had started working back there and um, they called me and the reception was pretty bad, but the doctor was on the phone with my stepmother and he was like, well, if he doesn't get this trach, he's going to die. And I mm-hmm. said, well, give him the trach, you know, because we don't want him to die. And so the thing that was revealed to me was that I had my father end up coming being on a trach to a ventilator till he passed away. And Mm -hmm. um, my father was angry. And he had wrote, you know, well, he one day I was visiting with him, and um, he had wrote a note and said, what type of life is this? Mm. And he, um, you know, like I was holding his hand, I think I was holding his hand, and he bit my finger back and I was like, Ouch, why would you do that? That was really smart. And that's what Raymond. Huh? Oh Bree Bree. Okay. Go ahead go ahead. Um you said he bent your finger back and you asked yeah. why would he and do so that? And so he was yeah, because that's what he is. Then and that's when he wrote the note about, you know, what type of life is this. So he was upset that you know, he felt that I made the choice for him to have that trach and then he was on a ventilator where my father is a talker he likes to get out and about around people. Even though he was he was amputated, he was on a scooter. He would go everywhere on a scooter. I mean, everywhere. And um, he would even ride at the church from where he lived, and it was a long distance from where he lived to where the church was. But anyway, um, I hadn't forgiven myself. And so that's what came up, that I hadn't forgiven the doctor, nor did I forgive myself for making, you know, the decisions because he was in his right mind. If he didn't, if he told the doctor, I was mad at the doctor and I told the doctor, I said, you had no right really to come to us because we wasn't even, um, you know, have power attorney over him until he wasn't able to make decisions for himself. I said, and he was still able to make decisions for himself, whether we liked the decision or not. It was his choice. Right. So right. I hadn't forgave, given myself for that or the doctor. Mm-hmm. So I had, in doing that Deliverance movie, I had to, you know, that was when I, you know, renounced that, you know, that I was forgive myself for that, those right. decisions, those things that I made. So um, it was a lot. And I'm still, yeah. you know, it's, it's still hard. But yeah, thank you for your decoration. Amen. Praying for you, sis. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I have discovered. Oh, now Raymond, you ready yeah. to share? Oh. Yes, I'll go. It's Didi. I'll go after Raymond. <laughs> go ahead, Didi. 
I think he done got hey. he done got shy. <laughs> Briefly, leave, leave my baby alone. Let him. He want to talk. <laughs> um, so wow, Tan. I was trying to keep these one last um till you talked about the dream, and I so understand because when my dad um was passing, and we had to literally leave him by himself at the hospice place because they were shutting down. See, this is I'm from California, so I never seen them shut down a town because of the weather. It's like, you got to go. You can't stay. So I didn't know until listening to you and so many, you guys know how many people I've lost that I love, but I didn't know that. And and then Juanita made me think about it too. I've been feeling guilty because I feel like I left my dad. Like he died lonely by himself. And I know I have other relatives that were kind of checking on him, but to get on a plane and come back to California and leave him in North Carolina, that bothered me. And also my pops, my bonus pops, because of COVID, he had to be put in a facility and he died alone. So it's like, I didn't even think about that. So it makes sense how I grieve and how even here lately, these dreams have been coming. And so thank you, big sister, for making me understand that. I have to be delivered from that because neither one of my dads, it it didn't matter where I was in physical, Mm -hmm. like it didn't matter if I had stayed in North Carolina and stayed in the hospice with him for the two weeks that he lived past that. It's not going to change. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you. So thank you. Oh, let me stop for these kids think something wrong. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are a comforter. Thank you that you comfort Didi and Swanita, Lord Jesus, as they um, as they give over to you things that they can't control. And anybody else that is on the line that finds themselves in that situation, thank you, Lord Jesus, that they trust you. Thank you. Anybody else want to share? Okay. You know what I – oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for your share. Uh, I truly, <laughs> truly enjoyed it. <laughs> I want to tell you also that I have copyrighted the liver money. So be 10 cents each time you use it. I heard two How much times is it again? 20 How much is it again? 20 cents. Okay. All right. 10 cents per use. No. Um, God bless you. You know, I really enjoy um, I've heard you many, many times, um, and I'm not measuring, but I really enjoyed uh, your transparency. Uh, I really enjoyed um, how, you know, you talked about, and Dion talks about it more, uh, the deeper, right, and the more to do, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I can walk around thinking, that I've covered all my bases. And then when I ask God to reveal something to me, I realize that there's more, right? And so for me, I'm sorry, hold on. You know, um, I love it when you said, and you talked about how you accepted, you know, Carl's passing and, and all that, everything you did to like get through that, moment in time. I know it's still there, but, you know, everything you you did to survive that with God, right? Um, and then in your search and your seek, how he revealed to you that there was, you know, you you were blaming him, right? 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is the type of work, if you will, the type of revelation, the type of uh, discovery that I or we all need to do to uh, become closer to God. I think it's beautiful that, you know, he reveals that to you. And immediately you was like, oh, my God, I didn't, you know, because we don't know. He knows everything. <laughs> we right. don't know. We walk around here like, you know, everything's hunky, but it's not. But when we search and seek from the uh, innermost uh, crevices, if you will, of our heart and our spirit, right, God will reveal to us. He will lead us to the water exactly where we need to go, right, exactly. So that was beautiful, Tanya. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I truly enjoyed you this morning. Um, Prayers go out to everybody on the call. I thoroughly enjoyed this month. Um, Yeah, and I I think that's it. Thanks. Love you. Thank you so much, Yolanda, because, you know, I got to tell you, A, even though I say I live my life out loud, I'm always like, did you really say that out of your mouth? Did you really tell people that? So there's that, right? (laughs) And then there is the... You know, it happens to me all the time. I, at some point, there at certain points, I just feel like, am I even making sense at this point? So I'll still press through. Um, but thank you for that. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and it, it's, it's a testament of, you know, when you want out, when you want to be free of something, you're willing to do whatever, you know, and I don't, like I, 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 if there is a way where my life can help other people, and I, I realize, I think somebody said it yesterday. I don't know if it was Dion or, or if it was somebody else. You realize that there are times that God makes a choice of people to allow them to be in situations. It's not because they did something wrong. And by the way, God doesn't, God is not punishing us for the situations that we, even when we mess up, he's not punishing us. There are consequences for our actions, but he's not punishing us. So I want to be really clear about that, right? Um, But there are times when, like, there is no consequence of something. Something just happens. Like, um, you know, I can't even think, you know, you just, I don't know, something out of blue, it happens, right? Um, And it happens to you. you. You know, you've been doing everything that you know how or whatever, and it happens to you. Sometimes it's just that God... God knows who he can trust with certain things. So he trusts us. Check this out. He trusts us with different trials. I believe he trusts us with it because he knows what the outcome is going to be. And then he turns around and he rewards us for our obedience. And he rewards us openly so that other people see it. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over. God allows people to see so he can be glorified. God needs, uh, he doesn't need us, but God uses us. Listen, God uses us and the situations, our life situations, particularly when we trust him for whatever it is that's going on so that it can be resolved so that he can get the glory, so that we can turn around and say, when people say, oh, my God, how did you make it? It was nobody but God. 
Oh my God, I didn't think you would. It was God. Oh my God, how did you? It was God. We don't take the glory. We glorify God in our situations. Oh my God, I can't believe you didn't lose your mind. If it would have been, no, I couldn't lose my mind because God kept me. Tanya. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yes. Um, this is Prosperous. I wanted to thank you for your declaration. Um, and I, um, so first the scripture came up for me when I heard what you shared about um, your testimony with Carl. Um, and uh, the scripture comes up and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Um, you had stated in your um, declaration <clears throat> so many things that I think people go through, like just me watching my mom when my dad passed away. Um, and, you know, you were um, talking about, I think, other people that you knew, four people um, that you knew of who had lost their parent, their um, husband, and, um, you know, just kind of doing that comparison. But you know what? Um, and then God told you that you would blame me. Uh, I was just reminded about, you know, the thing about having a relationship with God is a relationship like we have with everybody, anyone else. You know, he wants everything from us. If we're blaming, let's talk to him about it. Just like we, our friends, our family, our loved mm -hmm. ones, you know. And so just the fact that you heard that from him and you're having that interaction with him. Um, you had mentioned something about perception, other people mm -hmm. perceiving something of you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that's, well, they, there used to be a term saying perception is reality, and I don't agree with that. Perception is mm -hmm. your perception, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. and a lot of times when you're speaking and like things might not make sense, God knows what you're doing. He, you know, mm -hmm. you are blessing. You are, you are way ahead of the game. I, I know God, you, you do appear like you're handling things well, but you know, who, who, who knows? But God knows everything and he has you. And I just want you to know that I just, um, I bless you. And I, I pray that God continues to bless you. I already know he is um, because you're walking this thing out and he knows what you're doing. And that's the main thing. So I don't, again, I don't even know if I'm making sense. I'm just speaking from my heart and to each, every person, uh, someone else mentioned about the um, situation with their dad. I can, um, I don't have that situation, but I'm just praying for that. God just works with you and you just have that relationship with him. As long as he knows. You got you working this thing out, girl. So just God bless Aww, you. I love you. you. I love thank you. you. Okay. I love you. Too. <laughs> Don't unmute. Oh, yeah. I just want you guys to be encouraged. Uh, and I think I would I was gonna say that um it has been my experience that deliverance we I don't <laughs> there's no one and done. You know, we we um Paul said I must die daily to flesh must crucify the flesh and I die daily, not physical death, but put the flesh to death daily because every single day that we wake up, the flesh has a new opportunity to try to, you know, get us off track because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. Um, and so I want you all to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged to pr get in the press. What do I mean by that? You might be feeling like, you know, super overwhelmed or which way do I go? Which way? I'm telling you, turn to the Holy Spirit. Can I read you this scripture? <laughs> My brother just sent this to me, and I want you all to pray for him. He had a seizure out of nowhere. Um, this is my younger brother. Um, and 
um, he had a really bad fall. He hit his head. He, his tooth came through his lip. Um, you know, he was unconscious for until they got him in the ambulance. And so he's going for some testing today. Um, uh, his name, I'm just calling by his nickname, Dre. Um, but you know, y'all pray for him. He need he needs to be delivered so he don't know it. But I mean, he gonna get a visit this weekend. Um, but this is the scripture. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. We have access. That's John 16, 13. We ha- all we have to do is open our mouth and ask and put, be in a position where we can hear the answer. I'm telling you guys, it's like God was waiting on me <laughs> to ask the question. That's how quickly the answer came. That's how that's how quickly the answer came. He was I wasn't I didn't spend up and I spent much time in prayer afterwards and I probably went through nearly a quarter box of tissue, um, crying and snotting, because I mean I was sorry. Somebody talked about um when they were going through their deliverance, they bent in half. Yeah, I bent in half. I was bent all the way over. I was I would I listen. Listen, I was sorry. I do not want to offend God at all. And so, um, uh, if if you are if you are struggling with something now, and again, deliverance is not always um, vomiting. It's not always so. You know, it is not always screaming and hollering, slithering on the floor. Yeah, that happens for some people. And you don't always need somebody to help you through. With stronghold, you may need somebody to help you through. A stronghold is something that grips you. No matter whether you pray, no whether you fast, that thing is still there. That's considered a stronghold. And they, those things happen sometimes. That's when you want to call for some help, for some backup. But for the things that the Holy Spirit reveals to you, again, what is the, what is, what are the ingredients? Repent. Renounce disavow, disagree, worship. I'm, I just added that one on there. Anybody else? Good morning, Jan. Pretty. I heard two people. I think I heard Pretty and one other person. Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay. In that order, please. Great declaration this morning. Thank you so much. That was me that was bent over when I uh Yeah. When I received- okay. Delivered. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Tan, for your declaration this morning. And I'm going to be transparent and talk about my recent dilemma. So I'm ex-military, very neat, very clean, always have been. But as of late, my room looks like something I've never done, seen. And I keep trying to attack it from different ways, and I keep coming up with the same outcome. And I don't understand why. I don't understand what it's about. I don't like it. 
I don't want it, and I need to be delivered from it. I don't even know what to call it because it's just one room. So I'm speaking it out loud right now to take the power out of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I repent of it. <laughs> I renounce it. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, hey, whatever can, this is. Can I say something real quick, Tim? No. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say two things. The first one is, I think once you start to realize how many things we've compartmentalized, how many things we've segmented away, Tan just said something that reminded me of something that Holy Spirit said to me a while back. He said, Dion, if you ask me the right question, you will always get the right answer. Problem is, sometimes we're scared to ask a question because the answer may be overwhelming. And when it comes to your bedroom, anytime you have uh, bedroom concepts, thought processes, or ideas, it is closely related to intimacy, right? It, It usually has much to do with some type of a sexual infraction, right? It could be molestation. It could be rape. It could be um, sexual abuse. It could be uh, some things that have to do with uh, lust. It's always, anytime it's bedroom, it's always internal. And so um, for me, especially when it came to being molested uh, incestually as a kid, when God started to bring it back, because we try, we push those things down, we suppress so many different things, but it can't come up unless it comes out. Right, or it can't come out unless it comes up. So when we start to uh, open ourselves up to deliverance and we start going through the processes, um, Tanya said it a little bit earlier, there is no one and done. Deliverance happens um, really daily. And you can go back to the scripture of the lepers and how that the word of God says, and as they went, they were healed. Well, winting is non-ceasing. It doesn't stop. So God will give you an opportunity, especially when it comes to stuff like that. And when I say she tidy, I mean like she tidy, tidy, <laughs> like over the top. Like you'd be like, should I sit right here or do I just stand here with my hands stretched out? Because I don't want to mess nothing up in this thing. Right? Like she over the top tidy. <laughs> And so I can't imagine, I think she's lying. I probably would have to see it for myself <laughs> to believe that her room is shrunk, right? And so it, it will also have a little bit to do with the elements of perfection and control. And so I wanted to give you root words um, and root circumstances. Now, now the second thing I'm going to say is, well, we want the revelation of what's transpiring. So anybody, my close friends know that if my closet is in disarray, it means my thought process is out of whack. So I used to have a really big closet and I'd tell people, honey, come every now and then come check my closet out, make sure I'm good. Because sometimes you don't know you're not good. Right? You don't know you're thrown off. 
And so I'm always looking at my closet, make sure, okay, am I good? <laughs> am I straight? Is my mind on point? Because, yeah. So I just want to say that I'm going on mute. Thank you, Dion. Yeah, that was good, Dion. Um, I want to, so, so pretty, I would suggest that with what Dion said is that you spend some time with Holy Spirit, you know, um, uh, and, and ask the question and, and be persistent about it. Get in the press and be, be prepared. Turn the phone off, get your, get your Kleenex by you, get a bucket by you if you want to, um, you know, and just, and just, you know, let Jeff know I'm going to be in here for a minute and, um, stay there and make a decision. I'm going to find out what this is. And I know for a fact that the Holy Spirit is going to, is going to reveal it to you because you ask. He says to ask, seek, and knock. We have not because we ask not. And maybe you were, maybe you did ask, but maybe you weren't ready to receive whatever, or you weren't open enough to actually receive. I don't know, but now is a good time. And for anybody else on the line, and make well, the got decision. A, he got to answer now. He got to answer yes. now because she took the power out of it. Like for yes. real, for real. Yes. Like the, the answer is mandatory at this point. But what I'll say is truth. Go into where the problem is and sit in it. Like Amen. don't try to, you know what I'm saying? Like when you go into mm-hmm. worship. So when we do what, what, um, what Holy Spirit has given me the language, when we practice presence, sitting in God's presence, um, what it does, and, and what that means, it means that you're not doing a lot of talking, that 90% of your communication is inside of you, right? So I spend time just in adoration and telling God how amazing he is and how grateful I am. Gratitude always brings up, uh, number one, his presence. Um, the, the word says it like this, in his presence is fullness of joy. And then I may pray into the scripture. Lord, you said in Psalms 119, 130, that the entrance of your word gives light and adds understanding. This is a thing, and I need to understand what it's about. A lot of times, especially when it comes to sexual infraction, because of the pain or the nature of that type of pain, we don't really mm-hmm. want to deal with it. We don't really want to acknowledge it. And sometimes we feel like we've forgiven people when really the level of forgiveness is way deeper than we give credence to. And so I want you to to make sure that you go in and sit there and don't move till you get an answer. And yeah, that's, that's for anybody on the call that is having a similar situation. He wants us to be free. That's why he gave us these tools. That's why we've been talking about this. And I hear you pretty. Keep keep doing that right there. Um, uh, that's why he gave us all this month to, to let us that that lets us know how passionately God loves us and how passionately he wants us to be free. All month we've been talking about deliverance. You can have it if you want it. Uh, was somebody else trying to say something? Was it Rochelle? I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, go ahead. Um, I just, when you were talking about um, the order of God showing himself, um, the scripture, many are called, but few are chosen. 
um, it made me think about how I felt um, when I lost my son. And I was just like, how, you know, really? You know, I, I've helped people that lost their sons or, you know, lost a member. I, I encouraged, I had one family member that I really encouraged and read scriptures to her until it turned around and came back. But then as I learn and become more closer and learn the characteristics of God, I think of the scriptures that says the called. It's not called. It's the called. It's the ones that he put his finger to and said, Job, how can I show myself here? A lot of times we, um, a lot of times people don't get it or understand it unless they've seen our experience. Yeah, seen our experience of how he brought us through and how we made it because of his strength, because of um, who he is in us. Um, but that scripture just came to life. And um, that was part of my delivery. And um, Yolanda, you can send me a, um, a thing in the mail and I'll send you 20 cents. But yeah, when I was just thinking about that, it just made me think how, how honored. If, no, it may not seem like an honor, but it is an honor for something like that to happen and for God to cover us and keep us and bring us through and bring us through triumphant and victorious to be able to help somebody else. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is is that um, the word of God is powerful. It's quick and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, As human beings, though, when we can put our eyes on someone who has experienced something that is similar to ours, for me, um, just, it just makes it make more sense. If you could do it for her, you can do it for me. And I, be- I believe the word of God. I look at Job as a matter of fact, man, double for your trouble, honey. If he could do it for Job, he could do it for me. Double for your, yeah. double for your trouble, right? So, that's I want you to be encouraged. Some of you, it doesn't make sense why you why you have gone through some of the things that you've gone through. I bet when we get to heaven, sometimes Jesus is just gonna say, "Well, we chose you because we knew you would make it through, and we needed X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. We needed these specific people to see how you went through without losing it, and then we blessed you on the other side." That's just my sanctified mm-hmm. imagination. I don't have no scripture you know, to back I'm that up. I'm with you, Tanya. I'm with you. I, I believe it. I understand it now. I understand why somebody told me they didn't want me to stay in that place. And mm-hmm. I under, now I understand. Now, I didn't understand mm-hmm. it then. I got, I kind of got mad about it. What do you mean? You don't, tell, you don't get to tell me how to grieve. But that's not what they meant. And mm-hmm. if you're in a place where you're not real, willing to receive or take the time to sit in it and understand it, it will cause you to put up fences and have to be later on down the line delivered because of you caught feelings or, you know, you felt some kind of way because of somebody actually saying words to help you through this and help heal you and bring you out rather than being offended by it. Right. And it's not so, so even with that, um, I wanted, I got this, I just got this God nugget. It's not just we're not just talking about grief here. We're talking about anything that is um, causing you to have a barrier or, or that is restricting you from being, you know that there is more to it or you know that there's something off or you know that there's something going on. We're talking about too. The thing is acknowledging the thing is, is can be challenging for us. Acknowledging the truth can be challenging for us. I don't really want to accept that. Well, yeah, but that's what it is. 
Um, and sitting in it is especially difficult. But once you go through those two things, or they're, they're not emotions, but when you go through those two processes, half the battle is won. Acknowledging, you winning. Sitting in it and dealing with it, doing the work as we call it, it's a done deal. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of time, and we can't put time on it. But absolutely, you have to understand, deliverance is ours for the yard for the asking. Whatever you need from the Lord, seriously. It's there for us. It's like I said, God is as if God was waiting with bated breath for me to say those words. Tanya, you know what else I was thinking is when, um, yeah, I love that because he, that it's, I don't know, I just keep getting the reminder of the communion. He wants to um, have that relationship. But um, I was also um, hearing when you said how he said you blame me is, just how he speaks, he's so loving. He's so, um, he doesn't do it the way, you know, you know, like, you know, man, they don't, man doesn't mean we're, we're man, we're not God, but he does it in such a loving way, not to make you feel bad or guilty, but just, it was just so lovingly, I, because that's how I hear him, how you even expressed how, when he said, you blame me, um, I just heard that love, I heard love. I got to tell you, it was, he wasn't angry with me. When I, he said, because you blame me. Like it was with empathy, prosperous. Yeah. 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 Love, and yeah. we got to stop thinking that God is, is mean and angry. Right. God is so Thank loving. He has been mischaracterized for decades. His character, if you, when you read through the scriptures, you 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 read more about his love and his compassion and things more than you do now in the Old Testament. There is a lot of war and 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 going on because there was the land had to be cleaned up. Well, once all that was done, you don't you don't really hear a whole lot. Now he will get you together, but he got me together in a loving way. Had he yelled at me? Had he cussed me out? <laughs> I'd have been devastated. I'd have been, forget this. No, God, God is so loving. And we can take a clue from that when we have conflict with one another. We don't have to get all in our feelings and our negative feelings and get all emotional about it. I, I, I know for some of us who especially don't like conflict, it's like we have to go there and get emotional before we can really express our feelings. But we don't really have to. That's, we can learn. We can unlearn those behaviors, and we can learn to express conflict in a more civil manner. We don't have to cuss people out. We don't have to get in a rage and go pull our guns and knives out. It's a time and a place, I guess, for that. I don't know, but I'm just saying, God is God loves us. He loves us because He loves us. He loves us because He loves us because He loves us because He loves us because He loves us. Because he loves us. Because, because he loves us. Yeah, I, I heard somebody else. Shell and who was that? Jubilant. Jubilant. And I think I heard another voice. 
Okay, Shell and Juvenile. Um, what I was going to say is the last thing I was going to say, I wasn't angry with God because he came right in and gave me peace, comfort, grace, allowed me to be surrounded by people. I, I didn't I didn't have I didn't have room to be mad because his love covered everything. He took out I ain't gonna say he took out the pain because it's it's a that was a natural thing, but he covered every area that I would try to make an excuse to try to just throw my hands up because of his love, is what you just said. Well, I apologize. I thought you were. I thought you were through. I, I apologize. I no, you won't take this one. <laughs> I just okay. didn't want people like what you said, though. I love it that you. We are all on one vein, and how you just finished it off to say that you know we, he's not mad at us and that he loves you. You did that. I just wanted to, you know, just voice the the thing that no, I wasn't mad at him. I didn't understand it. But I wasn't mad at him because I know he does all things well. He's he's the creator. So whatever his plan is, there had to be something in it. But for him to come in immediately and give me peace and allow me to be able to sleep and talk to my son in in a dream and hear him actually sleep and he was snoring. You know, when people snore, they rest mm-hmm. it. And 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 for people just to migrate and be there, so that's what I'm saying. I love him even the more for that. I love him, but I love him even the more for over loving me through the the, the trial that I went through or the situation that I went through. Thank you, Shell. Okay, Juliet. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Tanya. That wow. That's I was saying when you were giving a decoration. I'm like she's singing my song. Um, I was thinking about earlier in the month when Christina Joy did her decoration, and I and I actually underwent I'm, I'm, uh, I'll say some deliverance because I, there's still more to go. I, I know that now, but something that even shocked me when um, as I was going through that process. It was like down in my belly, what came out of my mouth was I started screaming my mother's name. I just started crying out to my mama. And what it made me realize is that I thought, you know, even though I had forgiven her, I had those, you know, you go through those processes when you lose somebody. I thought I had forgiven her and everything. I was able to talk to her about her and have joy instead of being uh, angry or feeling feelings of you know, just um, wanted to cry all the time. And so I thought I had overcome that. But I realized I never really, throughout that whole process, I never grieved. I never grieved. And so um, since that situation, since that time, I had been going through, before I heard you today, I have been going through, like, I started slipping back into that little girl. <laughs> that little girl that this was, you know, feeling like unloved, feeling uh, unvalued, feeling um, just lost. And I'm like, where are these feelings? I'm, I couldn't, you know, I'm, I'm talking a lot to myself, but I'm not talking to the Holy Spirit about, you know, what is this about? I'm not asking these questions. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're asking the questions that I need to ask. And I found myself sinking, like you were talking earlier, into this hole, you know. And I just thank the Lord um, 
what the song keeps running to my mind. I got work to do. And I was like, we got work to do. But um, I just want to thank you for just being transparent for, you know, for just this platform. I know I'm on my way. I know I am delivered. But there is work to do. Like like the sad song by Isaac. Hey, there's work to do. I have there's work to do, and, and it's a good thing, you know, because now I'm starting to get to those deep. I'm like wondering where, you know, I get to a certain plateau, and then I feel like wow, I start going back to going back. It's like I get to a certain point, and I go back. I, it's like this yo-yo effect. I'm like what is it? What is? It? It's because I haven't went deep enough, you know, and I feel like the process started this month, and I'm thanking God in advance for total victory over this situation. So I just wanted to um, put that out there. Thank you for sharing, Juju. Keep going. Keep going till you get what you know you need. Keep going. And anybody else? Um, we're almost at the top of the hour. Is there anybody else that has a comment or want have a question or anything? Anything? The line is open. I just want to say this is Liberty. Great, great declaration. Great declaration. Liberty. The Lord gave me liberated liberty. There's so much liberty and freedom in your voice. Um, that's what the Thank Lord you. gave me. Liberated liberty. Liberated liberty. I receive it. Thank you. Oh, Amen. I apologize. I, he gave it to me a couple of weeks ago, and I um, I said, oh, okay, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, and then I forgot, and now, ah, there she is. You better tell her. So. Liberated liberty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Liberated liberty. Amen. Anybody else want to share before we go? I can give you some time back. Going once. Going twice. All right. Thank you all for your comments and thank you for listening. Um, we are praying for you. We are praying for one another that we will get all that God has. Somebody said, get all you can and can all you get. Save it up for them, those days for them, for those days that come when you can only draw from what's within. And I, maybe you haven't experienced that. I have. And if you haven't, you just keep on living. Um, but what we store up is... Um, it's good for us. It can be, it'll never spoil. It'll never run out. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you for every person that is under the sound of my voice, whether they are listening live or they're listening to the playback. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for those that are searching and seeking uh, for direction and ask, and have asked the question. Now they, now they know. They have the tools to ask the question, Lord, what is it that's hidden? What, you, what is it that's buried deep down? Reveal it to me, Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, Spirit, you revelator. Reveal it to us so that we can know, so we can do what we need to do to eradicate it. Not just, I mean, eradicate it from the root, 
we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for giving us the mind to get in the press and not to be so impatient that if, if you don't answer us immediately, we, we give up and we throw in the towel. But I thank you that we have a mind to dig our heels in and make a decision. I'm not leaving until you answer me. It's okay to make a decision like that. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the deliveries that we will have to come. Hallelujah. And we bless you, God, and we give you praise. We thank you for blessing us throughout the day. We are the blessed people of God. We are the royal priesthood. We are your ambassadors, and we will represent you well, no matter where, the, where we are in the marketplace or we're just in our homes. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are lenders and not borrowers. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give us exactly what to do. Your word says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. We invite you as we acknowledge you today. We invite you. We invite you to order our steps. We invite you to lead us in the paths of righteousness. And Father, we'll be so careful to give your name the praise and all the glory because it belongs to you. Now listen, I just got an instruction. <laughs> Take your phone off your mute, mute and I want you to hang up laughing. Go ahead, do it.